talk about it from the strategic point of view, from the customer's point of view. A lot of the times I see people's websites and they talk about them and they talk about their services and they talk about their products. But actually, do you know what? The customer doesn't care. They only want to know what's in it for them. Welcome back to the Master Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Deirdre Martin, and today's episode promises to be an enlightening one. We are diving into a topic that's absolutely crucial for any business out there and one that's really close to my heart and the very services that I help my clients with. Here it is. Does your brand strategy reflect and support your business strategy? Now, if you haven't given this much thought before now, stay tuned to hear why it is 100% worth the headspace. But first, our guest in the hot seat today is a powerhouse when it comes to brand building and strategy, Barbara Monaghan. Barbara is the founder of Cube Design, where she disrupts traditional business thinking norms to creatively untangle brands and guide her clients towards a future filled with purposeful clarity and trust. She's the first and only certified brand architect in the Republic of Ireland at the moment, trained by none other than Marty Neumeyer. In case you've never heard of this guy, oh my gosh, he's got incredible books. I've read them all. This guy is a genius. He is the man who schooled Steve Jobs in brand strategy. Steve Jobs, the genius behind Apple. No small feat that, right? If you've seen the movie Steve Jobs, you will know exactly what I mean. And in a world where customer behaviors are changing faster than the flick of the switch, Barbara is leading the charge. She's helping businesses align their branding with their business strategies. In this episode, Barbara will be sharing her insights on the importance of aligning your brand and business strategies and how doing so can not just save your business money, but also time. So grab your notebook, find a comfortable spot or pop in your headphones if you're listening on speaker, get ready for a truly informative session. And hey, if you're enjoying the show, please do me a solid. Please, please, please do me a solid and hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating or leave a review because your feedback helps us bring even more value to you and other listeners. Okay, folks, drum roll, please. Let's get the red carpet rolling out and welcome Barbara Monaghan onto the Master Your Business podcast. Enjoy the show. Barbara, I am absolutely so, so, so thrilled to have you join us here on the Master Your Business podcast. You're very welcome. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Thank you very much, Deirdre. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Barbara Monaghan of Cube Design, and I would call myself a harmonious disruptor. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... I like to quietly challenge the traditional business thinking norms um, and, you know, help people to creatively untangle their brand um, so that, that I can guide them towards a future of purposeful clarity. And that in turn will then help them to build trust with their audiences. So that's what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're a disruptor as well, because I think that's so important when you're working with clients on brand strategy and brand design, you need to be that 
you know, with a creative person who can help them really create killer brand identities and show up in the world. Right. Absolutely. And it's about, you know, when I go on, I, I work through collaborative workshops and I, I do the post-its and all the rest uh, with people. And when I do that and I've I've designed my own process and when I do that with people, suddenly those traditional kind of thinking patterns start to come into it very quickly and I'm able to step back and say now hold on a minute what if or what if we did x what if we did y you know and then they kind of go oh I hadn't thought of it like that you know (laughs) so you do have to have that creative thinking that you know alternative brain if you like um to be able to challenge people and to be able to say look you know that that's all very well but um you're just doing the same as everybody else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I brought you on the show to talk about brand strategy and brand design. Now, if people have been listening to the show before now. This is a topic I bring up regularly because I really believe in the fundamentals of brand strategy. It yes. helps you achieve your business goals. So why don't you give your take on what brand strategy is, Barbara? Um. I would think that brand strategy is about finding a space for a business to play in. It's about finding their differentiation. It's about finding what their purpose is. And a lot of people talk about mission and vision and they don't really understand purpose. And they come out with statements that are just a bit, they're not, they're not hitting the point. Yeah, they're just not getting there. They're just not really getting to the heart of it. So I would see strategy as being a real in-depth, um, a, a deep dive, if you like, into the business, into how the business is operating, into how the business is, you know, is in terms of its people, in terms of how they communicate, um, in terms of, you know, the values that they have and what they live and die by, who they're working for, who are they communicating with now, what's the value that they're giving um, do they know what the what the value is that they're giving to who and why? Um, so it's a deep dive into all of that. But what it's doing is informing everything. Um, so when it comes to actually activating the brand, so I, sorry, I should probably say I should probably go back a step. Um, I would see brand strategy working alongside business strategy, and then when you get that far, then you activate it. And I would call the the logo design, the brand styling, the visual side of it. I would call that part of the activation of it. Um, and that works, you know, it's alongside marketing. It's alongside editorial. It's alongside um, PR. It's, I've even had interior designers say to me that the brand strategy informs what they do for their clients because they're creating a customer experience. Mm-hmm. So I would say all of those things are the activation pieces. Yes. I think the strategy feeds all of that. And you've been in the game a while now, Barbara, and you've got incredible accolades being the only level C brand architect in Ireland. Kudos. Yes. That's incre- incredible. So talk to me because I know because you've you've been doing this a while and with that accolade, I'm sure you see some businesses fall into common pitfalls. Can you share what those might be so listeners can watch out for them and avoid them? Yeah, well, actually, the, the most common pitfall is to try and jump to a solution. Um, 
because um I see a lot of small businesses kind of going, oh, yeah, we need to we need to, you know, get our message out there. We need to communicate. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, we need a logo. Um. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Where are we going to get that? OK, yeah, we'll jump on fiber. OK, yeah, right. Yeah, done. And then they try and communicate and then they're wondering, it's not really making any difference. Like, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> so actually what they're doing is is natural human behavior because we all want to jump to the solution. We all want to fix things. Um, so that's just natural human behavior. That's what they're doing. They're running around fighting fires in the business. They're not quite sure why. Then they think, okay, we're not communicating. We're, we're not getting our message across. So they jump to, you know, trying to create a logo or they jump to a marketing campaign or they jump to a bit of PR or, you know, oh, let's get our social media going. Let's get our content going. But there's no thread. There's no common thread between it all. And it's just all piecemeal and what's actually happening is that they're confused themselves but they're also confusing the hell out of the clients so those clients then don't know you know what what's this like you know they don't understand it they get confused and as soon as your client or potential client is confused off they go actually I'll tell you a story there is somebody who I know who I will not name but they went off and did this firefighting stuff they kind of said yeah yeah we'll do it we'll do it yeah grand off they went um I have to say they they did get a marketing campaign and then the marketing person um got them a logo but um what they've come back with is uh, I, I would not think is reflective of them at all I think it's actually making them look terribly old-fashioned um, in the way that it's presented, in the colors that they've chosen, in you know, even the design of it is very, it's very old fashioned. There's nothing to it. There's nothing in the logo that says anything about them. There's nothing to their taglines or anything like that. It's just not connected. Mm. And funnily enough, that business owner will come back to me and say, "Oh yeah, we rebranded recently." <laughs> I'm gonna go. No, you didn't. <laughs> sorry but you didn't you know so so that's kind of how I see it showing up visually you know yeah and, and it, it it keeps going back to that jumping to short-term solutions trying to jump to to the problem to, to solve it and so let's imagine somebody goes through all of those steps to really get clarity on their brand strategy hmm. and then they're at the stage where they're ready as you say to activate that strategy and to create a logo around it like what's trending right now for logos and how can you create a logo that is going to be like one of the classics, like the Chanel logo hasn't changed in how many years. And I mean, that's kind of what some brands want, right? So what's the secret to doing that and getting it right? Experience. Um, I would always say that your logo should last the test of time. Um okay, yes, logos do get tweaked slightly or they might, but the reason they get tweaked is because the market changes or because they've changed focus in some way or because something isn't quite connecting and maybe the business model has changed or something like that. Then, yes, of course, you know, you tweak it, you change it, whatever, but or you rebrand and reposition um, and you, you redo all of those assets. Um, but um, so, so to design a, a really strong logo in the first place it, it again it still comes back to brand strategy because um 
I'll give you an example. Sorry, I will give you another example if you don't mind. Examples um, are great. We love examples. <laughs> I think it's sometimes easier to explain to people if they can find an example and go, oh, yeah, now I get it. But um, OK, so um, I recently worked with a guy who is in the crypto space, crypto and blockchain. So when he came to me, he was using a third party platform to deliver workshops and training and educational pieces around crypto. Um, so when he came to me, he was a bit all over the place. He was also calling his business with uh, an Irish name, but he was going global okay. and Irish names don't translate globally. So I took him through a whole brand strategy process. I renamed him. We did a renaming workshop. I worked with him on his website. I worked with him um, and a developer, a website developer um, to get the website saying the right, you know, saying the right thing. We were incredibly lucky because uh, we actually came up with a name that was one word and six letters and we got the domain for it. Oh, fabulous. That's so exciting. I love the thoughts of renaming stuff. And um, yeah, and I'm just picturing like Neve. I know, um, you know, Neve spelled in Irish is N-I-A-M-H. But if you were in the States, and I do have a good listenership in the States, Barbara, right? So some people will spell it in the States like N-E-E-V-E. Or Avine is another one, which is in Ireland. Yeah. We spell that A-O-I-B-H, I father N, whereas uh, others might spell it A-I-V-E-E-N or something like that. So yeah. I can just picture what that Irish name was and yeah. how it's not yeah. going to translate. Okay, that makes total sense. Um, yeah. So tell us more, like, tell us more what happened there with that rebrand and logo. So the original name had Sersha in it. So, okay. I mean, whatever about Neve or Avine, you know, Sersha, yeah. you have So that's it. George. That's George <laughs> in Georgia, actually, in, in English. Yeah. Well, it was um, as in freedom. Ah, oh, sorry. Freedom. That, yeah. that so, one. I get yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. So there was no way that that was going to translate. I mean, some Irish people couldn't even pronounce that. So you know, it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. So anyway, we, we did come up with a new name. Um, after having done the strategy work, we came up with a new name and then we went to the stylization and the logo. So part of the strategy was um, because this guy is educating people around cryptocurrency, uh, there's not that many people who do the education piece mm. um, and he was doing it for business owners. Um, he still is doing it for business owners. So um, he he. You know, we wanted to find something that was going to be a carrier for his message or something. So, of course, my design brain went to what does this represent? It represents knowledge. It represents um, taking a leap of faith um, because the crypto market isn't something that people would necessarily know very much about. They know, oh, God, you could make money here, but they don't know how or they don't know why. Um they kind of invest and then they learn as they go kind of thing and they're not really too sure. So it is about taking a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also about taking a leap of faith with the knowledge behind you if you worked with this guy, um, uh, with my clients. Um, so in looking at symbolism, um, the grasshopper is representative of exactly that, taking a leap of faith with wisdom behind you. 
so I much love fun. it oh yeah grasshopper that's in some movie as well oh the name of it will come to me probably afterwards but somebody's coined the grasshopper in the movie and it's because that they're like you know smart and they yeah. take those yeah. leaps of faith yeah, yeah. amazing well, actually, it was funny when I started to talk about this with him um a lot of his client base really resonated with it because um they were kind of generally men um but they all started talking about oh yeah kung fu and grasshopper and all this stuff and I, like i'm kind of going yeah i think my brothers were into that i haven't a clue but <laughs> they all they it really resonated with them so um we started to talk about that and then um uh, the other thing was um because cryptocurrency it's across all territories that it's not territorial there's a language called esperanto which i don't know if you know it's it's um it's supposed to be a non-territorial kind of you know it's it's a, a language that everybody can understand apparently um and when we looked up what did grasshopper mean in esperanto uh it was a credo it was what say that again a credo okay yeah yeah so it sounded like crypto, like because it had the it sounded like a, a crypto. So a credo crypto, it, it sounded really like it fitted. And we have. Yeah. So we have all of that. And then the logo was actually um, I designed the logo because I didn't want it to be. um, I didn't want it to be cheesy or hacky, like a lot of the crypto stuff that's out there is that kind of DIY, cheesy, tacky, awful stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted it to be, you know, sophisticated and it is a financial product or whatever. So, you know, there's a chance that there could be financial apps or whatever down the line. This had to be serious. It had to look the part. Mm -hmm. So um, although the logo is actually designed based on the shape of a grasshopper, it's actually still quite very wordmark type thing. Uh, not wordmark so much, but... It is very much a, a, making an impact a stamp that you can use. Amazing. That sounds so cool. And I love, like, we can hear the story of how it translated into the logo there through that example. That was really good one to share. And what that's bringing up for me is another question, which is similar and still to do with the brand strategy style, the brand strategy piece, which is, when is the right time for a personal brand to move to a business brand? And what might that process look like? That's very topical at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, so I actually have a client who is looking to do a personal brand. It depends on what the business is. It depends on what the person is looking for. It depends on their goals. Um, but I actually have a process where I can take them through to develop their personal brand um and figure out what it is that they have what they're bringing to the table and why they want this personal brand what does it mean why does it matter um and then it's a case of where do they want to go with this how is it going to go forward um do we stick with trying to communicate with the personal brand or do we try and bring the personal brand into a business it depends on the size of the business um it you know, it depends on there's a lot of parameters that that would make the decisions for you. And let's say if going through that transition from personal brand to business brand, does that mean a full rebrand in terms of style and activating that new business brand or should it carry through? What's your thoughts on that? 
well, I think you've built something up. You've built up um a lot of credibility. You've built up um thought leadership, um and all of those things. So you know you've got to carry some of that through. Um, but in terms of building it out into a business, again, it really is dependent on the person and dependent on where they want the bit, why they've set it up as a business or where they want the business to go. So, you know, again, there are parameters that will decide this for you, but you have to work through those mm-hmm. and work through, you know, what, what you think is going to be the right way to do it. So I do have a process. I do have um um workshops that I've designed around personal branding and or sorry, personal brand and and then to bring that into a business, should that be the case. Amazing. I love that. And before we started recording, Barbara, I was saying to you about how, you know, some clients, they are such entrepreneurs and visionaries that what happens is they get shiny object syndrome or sometimes they see this amazing thing that somebody else is doing. They're like, I want to do that, too. And they want to jump mm. in a bandwagon of a new trend. But when they have a business strategy and when they have a brand strategy, like where is the boundary to, you know, or or, like I'm always trying to pull those people back and I'm like, we have a strategy. Let's stick to it for now. It doesn't mean that it's set in stone or we can't be flexible, but if we don't give this enough time to actually implement it, well, then what was the point in setting a strategy in the first place? Like, have you experienced that? What are your thoughts on this? I would think you're probably talking about a marketing strategy. No, just marketing, both brand as well with like, oh, oh really? let's change this. Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, they shouldn't be doing that with brand because brand is far deeper mm-hmm. Um, and it should actually be informing your marketing. It's it's not, it, it, you know, as I said earlier, it works alongside your your business planning. Um, If you've done the brand strategy right they shouldn't be looking to change that because they should know what they're about. They should know who they are. They should know what they stand for. They should know what they stand against. And then they knew else. that for like three or four months. And now all of this shiny object syndrome is creeping in. Oh, Jeannie Mac. Yeah. 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 I think you just got to reel them in and just say, look, this is what you came to me with. Have you changed? Have you refocused? Are you, you know, we need to do it again. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And let's say, you know, one of the other things, Barbara, that that I see all of the time is that people go and they get a website done. Mm. And it's kind of like that logo on Fiverr where, you know, they go and they spend a ton of money getting a website done only to realize that actually it doesn't resonate with the ideal client. Their message is not clear um there's no they're not communicating their why none of the none of it is right and they feel so hard done by because they thought I paid thousands five multiple five figures for this website and it's not working so you know often as an entrepreneur what I see from people I work with is they have this vision for their business and they just go hell for leather and they think they need their website first. Like right now, as we're recording this in July, my website is crap, okay? (laughs) And I have people with websites. My website is crap. It's not good enough. But I know it's not good enough because my brand strategy has shifted in the last seven or eight months 
and I haven't activated everything to do with it yet. And that's okay because I'm not necessarily generating stuff through my website, but I'm not in a hurry to do the website until I'm happy that this brand strategy, which it has been, is effective for me. And I suppose where I'm coming from with this is it's that fine line between getting your logo on Fiverr, spending thousands on your website just to get the business going and then brand strategy. It's the cart before the horse, but like you have to know if the horse is going to march with the cart, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the same yeah. time. So what's your thoughts on this or what do you advise people to do on this? I always say start with strategy. Don't go near your website until you've done the strategy. Um, a bit like yourself, I my website was done, I don't know how many years ago. It was awful. Um, and I kept saying, I must do it, I must do it, I must do it. And I never got around to it. So, of course, I've been studying under Martin Neumeier, um, and, um, you know, learning all this stuff and, and trying to apply it to myself as like, you know, <laughs> cobbler's children. And going not only yeah. that, I know I, I had another person on the show and they gave a really great analogy that I keep using. It's like sometimes when you're on the inside of the jar, you can't see the label yes. on the outside. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what happens, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. It's true. Yeah. But uh, I just never got around to it. So eventually it got to the stage where I broke it. <laughs> I just said, look, do you know what? That was meant to be. So I broke it and I, and I redirected it to my LinkedIn profile because that's where I built my credibility at the moment. But um. I would always say to people, don't do uh, your website until you've done the full brand strategy, until yeah. you've really taken that deep dive. Um, and the same goes for Google ads as well. Like I have a client at the moment who who was doing Google ads all the time. And he said, look, will I continue the Google ads? And I said, well, no, hang on. Wait until we finish this, because then we can then we have um, a framework with which we can use to, to inform what that Google ad wording or whatever should be. Same goes for your social media. Like, don't be putting out posts unless you're absolutely sure what you're talking about. Um, it, it, the same with the website. You know, you you can't actually design the website now. I've since redesigned my own website. It's in development at the moment. Um, and even as it's in development, I'm going to drive the developer crazy because I'm thinking, do you know what? I might just change that and just get that right, get that really spot on now. Um, and uh, you know, but it but it is. You know, and then often people have spent a fortune on their websites and they don't want to spend another fortune. But there are grants available for things like that. Um, and I end up trying to almost retrofit old existing websites just to get them over the hump, just so that they can talk about it from the strategic point of view, from, you know, the customer's point of view. Um. A lot of the times I see people's websites and they talk about them and they talk about their services and they talk about their products over and over again. But actually, do you know what? The customer doesn't care. They only want to know what's in it for them. Say um, that again, because I'm tired. Yeah, I know. Me, yeah, so, yeah, I know. I know. Like yeah. they really don't. So unless you're talking to them and you're speaking in their language and you're resonating with them and you're creating meaning for them and you're, you know, you're bringing them in to your system, into your value system by resonating with their values. You know, that's when you'll get engagement. It's it's not about talking about your products or your services. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, that that's often the way when you you need to go in then and retrofit the websites and you're kind of going, 
okay, we're going to take all of that out. And they're kind of looking at you going, oh, yes, <laughs> but that's her. <laughs> and you're kind of go, no, <laughs> this is what we've gone through. And then they go, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then you say, oh, the way I try and explain it is, look, okay, pretend I am your ideal client. So pick a name, John. I'm your ideal client, John. John comes to the website, looks at your imagery. He's come because X, Y, Z, because he's met you through here or he's done that or whatever. He's come to your website and he's looking at your website and he's thinking, okay, yeah, I did kind of think I might work with them, but what's going to make me work with them? What, what is it that they do that, that you know, he'd read down, he might say, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, get that, yeah, get that. And then you kind of have to say, okay, so now you need to tell John this. And now you need to tell John that. And then you need John to take one action. What is that one action going to be? And can you support that action? How are you going to follow up with that action? How is that going to, you know, is it something you can do quickly? Is it something that, you know, you don't want John's email to get lost in cyberspace, do you? So can you handle it? And what is the one action? And trying to get people to to, to just have one action on the website is really hard they just don't want to do it yeah. <laughs> they want 500 different so and again this comes back to confusing your client if you give them too many options they're gone they're yeah go it's away. that choice paradox isn't it it's yeah, psychology yeah. psychology 101 it's the choice yeah. paradox too yeah. many choices and then analysis paralysis kicks in and they make no decision whatsoever exactly yeah yeah or they go to the competitor yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I totally totally agree with you and Barbara okay so let's imagine I'm coming to you and I'm like okay I want I want a new logo I want a new style I want it to look amazing first step is brand strategy right absolutely yeah so what does somebody get when they come and work with you and you know or what can they expect if they're if they're listening in the states and they want to work with somebody locally there like what what steps should they take what should they look out for you know and what deliverables if you like can they expect at the end of working with somebody like you so i would say that you need to look out for people who have a creative mindset um i would also say that a level c qualification which means in my case, um, I'm a level C brand architect. There's a handful of us worldwide. There's a few of my friends in America. Um, there is, I think, only about 100 of us at the moment, but there will be more in October. Um, that level C qualification is a really solid qualification. We've been taught by the best in the world on brand. Um, the guy who taught Steve Jobs everything he knew about brand. Um, that is a really solid qualification to look out for. I can definitely recommend it to some of my buddies in America um, some of my buddies in the UK um, and in fact we work collaboratively as well so I work with um, some of my level C buddies in the UK and in the Netherlands we collaborate on on projects together and that gives the international focus which is brilliant for clients um, so how we work is we will take you through collaborative workshops and we do we gather the information basically but we do an awful lot of research and it's the thinking that marty has instilled in us that's different mm -hmm. um it's not about a process it's not about um 
you know, having a set way of doing things because every client is different. Every situation is different. We need to be able to think, okay, they need this. How are we going to get them there? And it's that thinking that's crucial. Um, so you need somebody like Level C um, and somebody with creative design thinking, somebody that knows what they're talking about, somebody who's in the design industry, preferably, um, because we do have that kind of brain. That's how we work. Um, yeah. So that, that's... And what did they come away with after working with you? Most of us, well, I, I, in my case, I give them a brand manifesto um, and that manifesto has everything in it. It has the brand story, the character, the whole look and not, not the look at that point, but they have the, the you know, the feel of the brand Um, they have the words, they have the positioning, they have their purpose, they have all of those things, all of that good stuff. Um, then I, they often find it difficult to activate. So I will help them. I have a brand coach package where I help them in making those decisions and making sure that it's on brand. I will help them to activate. So I will bring in marketeers. I'll bring in PR people, whoever they need, content creators. I will bring the, those people in. I will brief them. I will manage them. Um, I'm working with the guy at the moment uh, to create a video for a client. So I gave the videographer a whole brief on, um, you know, who, this client's brand and he was blown away. He said, God, I've never had that much detail before. So, <laughs> you know, but he's able to get into the head of the, of the entrepreneur then and he knows exactly how to shoot it uh-huh. and what to do with it. So um, and we, you know, we it feeds the script then for the video, etc. Um, so, uh Yes, I would give them that brand manifesto. I would take them through the coaching um, help them to make those decisions. I would help them to activate the brand by managing people um, in different um, professions. So, you know, the marketing, the PR, the content creators, the social media creators, I would manage those people for them. And I would make sure that those people are briefed and that everything they produce is on brand. Um, so if stuff does come through, I would ask that they run it past me before they do anything because I have the the whole overview overview of everything um and then we will will go through the activation process um so when they get the brand manifesto sometimes they have a logo sometimes they have visualization sometimes they don't and then sometimes they have the visualization but some little things need to be tweaked or changed so it might be a color isn't quite right and we might change that color slightly um, or we go all out for a whole new brand. Um, so either way, I can work with them there. Excellent. OK, and let's say, OK, to, before we wrap up for small business owners who are six or seven figures, you know, that's where they're at or they're aspiring to become a six or seven figure service provider. What are your top top five top five tips even around brand strategy and design oh um do it just one tip just do it <laughs> um you kind of have to do it and you but uh, you know people try and do some of this stuff this stuff themselves but they they make a mess of it and they you know they're, they're not getting it it's not what they're it's not what they're good at. They're good at something else. 
you know, they're good at, I don't know, accountancy or whatever, but like I'm rubbish at accountancy, you know, so <laughs> um, go to the professionals, go, you know, use us. That's what we're there for. You know, it's not something that's easy to do yourself. And like you said earlier, like, you know, you're inside the jar. So get out, you know, that outsider's view is often very, very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that perspective is really good. So, yeah, just do it. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Barbara, is there anything you'd like to share before we finish up or any any thoughts or anything you'd like to add on? Um, no, I've enjoyed this and thank you very much for, for giving me the opportunity. Um, of course, I love talking about brands. It's my favorite subject. <laughs> I said to somebody recently, I said, um, I think she was asking me, do you read on holidays? And I said, yeah, brand books. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, no, I love it. I love I love doing it. I love working with business entrepreneurs, owners. Um, you know, it's always so different with everybody. It's so different. No two businesses are the same, even in the same space. Um, it's it's really yeah. They often don't realize that though. No, they don't. No, they yeah. don't. Yeah, but that's what that's what you get into. Yeah. Love it, love it, Barbara. Good. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. And uh, folks, all of Barbara's links, you'll find them in the show notes. Head over there and you can check her out. Follow her on LinkedIn, check out her website and be oh, sure to reach out to Barbara or her her buddies in the US or, or throughout the world in relation to Level C. Thank you again, Barbara. Thanks a million, Deirdre. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of another insightful episode of the Master Your Business podcast. I hope you have taken some valuable insights from today's discussion with Barbara on the importance of aligning your brand strategy with your business strategy. Our guest, Barbara Monaghan, has eloquently and in detail conveyed the importance of not only having a well-defined brand, but also ensuring that it's in sync with your business strategy. It's not just about having, you know, a gorgeous logo in your favorite colors or a catchy tagline or a snazzy website. Your brand should be a true reflection of your business's values, why you exist, you know, who is it for, all of those things. We explored the critical elements of brand building today. And with these learnings and the expert guidance from Barbara, you should be better equipped to create a brand strategy that enhances and supports your business strategy. And to quote Barbara, if you haven't yet fulfilled or built a brand strategy, just do it. I would like to extend my sincere thanks to Barbara for sharing her expertise and insights with us. She is a true leader in the field of brand strategy and her work is making a significant impact on businesses in the Republic of Ireland and beyond. As always, thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us today. Your support really is, oh, it's so invaluable. If you found this conversation with Barbara to be insightful, please subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, leave us a review. Your support is what keeps this show going and growing. I'm Deirdre Martin, your host, signing off to next week's episode of the Master Your Business podcast. Until then, keep strategizing, keep innovating, and most of all, keep mastering your business. Thank you and take care.